0: Hi, this is Ryan Roberts, and you're listening to The Millennial Preacher, the show where we talk about tough subjects and answer the hard questions. I hope it's both positive and encouraging, but I also hope it challenges you in all the right ways. Well, I'm excited, so let's get going with today's show. What's up, everybody? We are back here at The Millennial Preacher. Of course, it's me, Ryan Roberts, and I'm excited to be back recording again today. I hope that you had an incredible Thanksgiving holiday. I hope that you ate some good food and spent time with family and friends, Uh, maybe even went shopping and got a good deal, Or, or maybe you're somebody who doesn't go shopping and you stay at home and you just rest and relax. I totally get that, too, because that was more my speed this year. Well, one thing that always comes up right around this time of the year, at least in my life, is I always get, or at least I have the last several years, the opportunity to participate in a youth fall retreat. And this year, I was very excited to say it was my very first year actually being the host of a youth fall retreat and so a uh, big shout out to edge youth maybe some of my teens or parents are listening out there uh, and this year's theme was speak And I heard from the voice of God very clearly all the way back in July that we were going to put on a fall retreat in November, and we were going to call it Speak. And we were going to humble ourselves and ask God to speak to every single one of us. And I had been praying for the last several months that God would speak not just to teenagers, not just to lost people, but to every single person in the room, every adult in the room, every person involved in our fall retreat. I, I am confident in saying, I believe God did, however, It was very interesting. So one of the things that we always try to do when we do a fall retreat, uh, we try to have an opportunity to do some small group time where we're just talking. So one of the biggest things that I feel about youth ministry is uh, it shouldn't all be preaching. It shouldn't all be teaching. It shouldn't all be uh, some sort of big band uh, worship experience, but rather there should be time where you have one-on-one time with a small group of students. Uh, I'm big on asking them questions but I'm even bigger on letting them ask me questions so it's more conversation based than anything and this year a question was brought up and it was a very interesting one on the I think it was the uh, first night maybe the second night a student of mine one that I'm actually very close to looked at me straight in the eye and said how can I hear a voice that's not there And that's a very, very good question, and one that I think many more of us should be asking. Have you ever thought about it? Have you ever thought about how can I hear the voice of God? Does he speak audibly, or is it a spiritual thing? We're going to talk about it a little bit today, and I'm going to actually look at the scripture that I used during uh, our fall retreat. And actually, the very last message that I preached was called, Speak So I actually did kind of a turn, a twist. I actually preached the theming uh, message, if you will, the last night, and that was the night that we saw um, major life change. That was the night that we saw um, that something just broke in the atmosphere. I, it's hard to explain, but if you've ever been in a room, if you've ever been on some sort of retreat or a conference or or, or even just a good church service and something breaks in the atmosphere, and and that happened... I fully believe this third night when we actually dove into the story that I'm going to read to you here in just a few minutes. But before I do, let's just kind of ponder some things. First of all, let's let's think about how does God speak, and can other people hear Him that maybe aren't Christian? Uh, listen to this study. It's very simple. Uh, that Guidepost uh, did. They actually uh, asked three thousand people to share uh, their conversations uh, with God, and they shared this with a magazine called Mysterious. Ways Magazine, and so they begin to talk about, and they were describing um, hearing God's voice. But here was something that was really fascinating: sixty-eight percent of the three thousand said that they were certain, certain that they heard from the voice of God, and twenty-two percent were unsure if it was God. Two-fifths of the people that were uh, that said that they heard or are possibly heard said that uh, it was a, a thought or an idea something that they wouldn't have had on their own. And then there's about a third that say they actually heard an audible voice when God speaks. 64% of these people say that they do exactly what God says exactly when he says to do it. What a very interesting uh, conversation starter. Have you ever heard the voice of God? Now, how does God speak? Well, first of all, I believe we have to be very careful. We don't need to confuse anyone or confuse ourselves. I believe that God is a miraculous God. He is not bound by human understanding. And I believe that he speaks in many different ways. I believe that God still speaks through dreams, visions. I believe that he can speak uh, in some sort of inner, very personal type of way where you, you hear him internally, but you might not hear something audible. And I believe it is possible that God speaks audibly. Now, I have yet to meet a person that has uh, said that they have heard the voice of God. Uh, I have not met that person in my life, but I'm not going to say that it's not possible and that it's not true. Well, why not? He did it in the Bible all the time. Uh, but it, I think that it's it's very important to recognize as Christians. We have something that 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 so many people crave. We have God's voice right now. In fact, you can get it almost anywhere. You could probably even pick it up at a gas station. We have a book that God wrote. So it is full of his voice. If you want to hear God's voice and you're struggling to hear something uh, spiritually or, or or even audibly, we'll say, remember that God wrote a book. Now here's the thing. I'm not going to pretend like it's it's super easy, especially when you first start out as a Christian. It's super easy to just pick up that thing and begin to read it. It's a, it's a big, thick book. But more importantly, I believe that the Word of God is alive. It is perfect for all correction, teaching, uh, reproach, and rebuke. Uh, so it is still forever uh, 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 not changing, but it's forever speaking. To the individual reading it, and so there's a lot of weight associated with God's word, written word. There's a lot of weight associated. So I think it's important to to have an understanding at least of where the gospels are. So they're in your New Testament. Uh, go to the back of the book and flip till you get to the very beginning of the New Testament, which starts with Matthew, and it goes Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and then you'll read the acts and you'll read the letters to the individual churches and some some other things as you get towards the back you get uh, revelations of what is to come but start there start in the gospels in fact start in one of the the, the easier to read ones. Mark is a good one to start with and Luke is a good one to start with um, and then venture into the other gospels and then eventually into the book of Acts. I think that is the perfect place for a new believer to start with. And also let's remember it is 2019 fixing to be 2020. It is more easier than ever to get the word of God. In fact, there is a free Bible app. Have you heard of it? I bet you have, but just in case you haven't, it's called the U version Bible app it's available on any device that you have it's available in so many different ways i'm i'm willing to bet it's probably available in different languages but go on there, download it. It's a free app, and you're going to get uh, many different versions of the Bible. So maybe, maybe you 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 are trying to start with something simple, very simple, like the NIV. Maybe you're trying to get something a little bit more literal, but still very simple, like the ESV, which is actually what I use, or the Holman Christian. And then of course we have uh, the New King James, and then you get to the more traditional uh, English translations, the King James, things like that. And it's all available right there for free. 24 hours a day on your phone now I don't believe that uh, a digital Bible will ever replace having a paper copy but that is a great place to start also one feature on the Bible app on the YouVersion app and there's so many other apps out there uh, that's very helpful that has free uh, devotionals Uh, reading plans to help you learn how to get into your word and actually direct you into a certain lesson so if you're somebody that feels like you need that extra direction or maybe you you're a seasoned christian but you're wanting something a little extra to add to your uh, quiet time with the lord that's the perfect place to do it so moving back on to our subject at hand how does god speak does he speak and why does he speak? I want to read some scripture to you. I want to read the story of Samuel, when God calls Samuel. and So you'll find this story in 1 Samuel 3. When the Lord called Samuel, he said, Here I am, and ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you have called me. But he said, I did not call. Lie down again. So he went and he lay down. And the Lord called again to Samuel. And Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you have called me. But he said, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. And the Lord called to Samuel a third time, and he rose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you have called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood, calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant hears. Then the Lord said to Samuel, "Behold, I am about to do a thing in Israel, at which the two ears of everyone who hears it will tingle." I'm going to end right there, and I want to I want to point out a few things about the story that I find very very interesting. First of all, it's important to point out that Samuel, at the time, it's estimated he was about 11 or 12 years old when he was uh, serving. Um, We'll call it interning perhaps under Eli who was a prophet of the Lord who had not heard anything from the Lord and his eyesight was was being lost and and he actually had been caught up in sin, but Samuel was around eleven years old. Here's the thing: the Holy Spirit is not a respecter of persons or age, creed, or color. I've heard so many people uh, try to say, "Well, well, kids aren't ready for for the Holy Spirit. They're not ready for certain uh, things of the Lord yet." Well my Bible tells me something completely and totally different, and if you've never seen a child experience the Holy Spirit, there's something so pure about it, because they're not, not that they're perfect, because the Bible says no one's without sin and until we, we, we repent and give our lives to the Lord, however, if you've ever seen a child full of the Holy Spirit actually speaking in their prayer language, I've seen that just a few times in my life, and I'm telling you, there is a purity associated with it, because they haven't been corrupt by all the many things that many of us uh, are have been uh, corrupted with at one time or another in adulthood. So I think it's very important to point out that God can use anybody, even somebody as young as Samuel was. And then I think it's important to realize that this was during a time period where the Bible calls uh, calls it uh, that the, the, the word of the Lord was rare. In those days there was no frequent vision so there was there was a problem there was a disconnect there was something that was causing people not to hear from God I think it's very important to point out applying that to our situation today uh, I find that very interesting because It kind of reminds me of today's time. Uh, Now, obviously, things are a little bit different. We we are uh, not in the Old Testament. We're in the New Testament. We're living the New Testament. However, we're living in in dark days and in many ways we 're in some very powerful ways in the church but we're we 're in some dark days in society and in the world and I find that very interesting and if we 're not careful, dear christians and i 'm speaking to everyone out there if we 're not careful, we can corrupt ourselves so much that it 's difficult to hear and to see God. sometimes, I think that the reason we 're not hearing the voice of God is because our ears are so cluttered with a bunch of junk, so to speak. And I think that that's something that's very interesting to point out. It's also very interesting to point out in the story, and again, this is not so much of a teaching uh, moment, but I'll, I'll mention the fact of where Samuel was located in the house of God. It was very interesting. He was laying down in the temple of the Lord where the Ark of the Covenant was. That is something that's very significant. He was in the inner workings. He he was, he was didn't even realize how close he was to the uh tangible presence of God. And I want to speak this to you. If you are a Christian, we're not in Old Testament times. We don't have a temple, physical temple. We are the temple of God. So I want you to realize you, you are in the very presence of the Holy of Holies right now because he's within you. He's around you. Just invite him to move and to speak into your life. I think that's a very interesting thing. I also want to point out that God is a patient God. And he he came back to Samuel a total of four different times until Samuel finally got it and he understood. and, And he gave Samuel an opportunity to hear from Eli. Hey, I believe God's trying to talk to you. Here's some instruction of what you should do. And he did it. And I love the word servant here in the original language. The word servant is, is someone that is willing. You are pleased to be a servant. It, it, it's, it's not a slave in the sense of uh, you're captive and you don't desire to be, but rather you are a willing slave, a willing servant. And isn't that what we're really supposed to be for the Lord? Yes, we're royalty, but we're royalty through servanthood, which is the perfect example that Jesus Christ gave us. Then it's important to point out, as the scriptures go on, uh, starting in verse thirteen, all the way through verse twenty-one, uh, God shares a a uh, shares a uh, something with Samuel that is not super pleasing. He actually shares the fact that he is going to uh, bring punishment and judgment onto Eli and to his home, to his house. And that there was going to be um, something not very good happen to him. It's important to realize, guys, when we're reading this story, this is an Old Testament pre-Jesus story. And so um, Samuel had to deliver a bad news, uh, a bad news word from the Lord. And here's the thing. Sometimes we may hear things from God or that we may feel certain things or we may be going through certain things in life that maybe seems really bad. Maybe it's a bad news moment, so to speak. Maybe you just recently got some bad news from the doctor Maybe you're in that boat right now. I want to tell you that because you are a Christian, there may be some bad news. There may be something going on that, that's not uh, really wonderful and necessary, uh, necessarily a good thing. But you got to remember, we now have... The good news we now have jesus, so we're not we're not living in that old testament time we're in this New Testament church where Jesus is our healer, He is our restoration he is uh, he is how we find forgiveness, he is our salvation he he's what sanctifies us, makes us whole holy, righteous, and new in him. when God looks at us, he sees his Son. Jesus, and so you, we have to remember when we read that. However, I do think that it's something that we can learn that sometimes, sometimes we expect God's voice to be so so um, uplifting and encouraging that He's going to send us a uh, million dollars in the bank, and that might not always be the case. Sometimes, sometimes I want to point out not hearing anything. Silence is. Something Sometimes silence is something. Sometimes God is silent because he wants us to lean on something that we've already heard from him, something we've already learned from him. Or maybe it's because he wants us to get into our word, refocus, or maybe walk down that road of repentance. Maybe there's something in our life he wants us to walk down that road of repentance where we turn away and realize and ask him to clean us and change uh, change something deep within us proverbs twenty nine eighteen says this where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint it, it's important to realize we need to uh, be seeking to hear the voice of God and again that comes through many different ways um, i don't think that we should get all hung up on on trying to hear prophecy and just that I think that we should be seeking out um, Many different things, and most importantly, dear Christian, seek uh, God's written word. I think that if you have God's written word, you're 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 operating in in a uh, certain uh, restraint. Uh, God, it will never go against His word, um, and it's important to understand it. So you're not going to get something goofy, weird, or strange out there. Some poor teaching from somewhere else that's outside of His His uh, His. Word. A couple more things I want to point out to you. First of all, God desires to speak. God did not create this world just to walk away from it and say, well, isn't that pretty or whatever? No, he wants to interact with us. He has been chasing after mankind since the very beginning, since the very, very beginning. When mankind couldn't get to him, he always pursues us. And so God desires to speak to his children and to his creation. Number two, something we've already talked about. We don't always hear very well, and sometimes it's because we're covering our own ears, and we don't even know what is in your life, if anything, that needs to be removed. Something you need to hit the pause button on, or maybe there's something that you need to break up with, so to speak. Uh, Another thing that I want to say, always remember God spoke through Jesus. If you want to know what he is like in a certain situation. Maybe you are uh, wrapped up in a chain of addiction or, or some sort of bondage or some sort of bad situation or or maybe it's a health crisis or somebody in your family is dealing with a crisis. I want you to realize God spoke through his son, Jesus Christ. And so that's an important thing to realize and an important thing to notice. You want to know what God is going to say Well, how he will respond and how he will react to you and your situation, whether in your best moment or your worst moment. That's why we need to get into the word and look at Jesus and his life and his ministry, because God spoke through Jesus and he continues to do so. I hope that today was helpful. I hope that it provided some keys. Um, I, I will say this. You need to get into the quiet place. We are in a very busy world. We're constantly uh, stimulated with our phones, with with work. Uh, it's a crazy time with various things going on. It's the holiday season, so there's so much hustle and bustle and, and it's fun and it's exciting, but also at the same time, it's exhausting. Find some time during this holiday to take a break, to take a moment to get into the quiet place. No matter if that's just for a couple of minutes a day, or even a couple of minutes uh, a week or maybe you're somebody that's blessed with a couple of hours or maybe you can take some kind of sabbatical away from home for a little while something that you can do turn off the cell phone silence it I promise and the world will continue moving without it on do you not remember it was just a few short years ago we did not have access to each other all the time people didn't have cell phones and then we go back even before beepers existed and there was no constant communication sometimes we need to unplug a little bit and so I encourage you to do that I hope that today was encouraging I hope that today gave you some reminders or maybe maybe it taught you something new I hope that you can apply it in your life and I hope that you'll join me again next time right here on The Millennial Preacher until then, I love you, I'm praying for you you just listened to the millennial preacher i hope you enjoyed today's episode and i hope you'll share with all of your friends and family and also hit that subscribe button by the way you can find the show on apple stitcher spotify and iHeartRadio. i hope you'll look for new episodes again next week until then we'll see you later